Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism and on Teach Me Biology, I'm teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology, A-level topic by topic, to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Okay, episode 57. We are starting... Bum, bum, Respiration. Respiration! The most requested thing ever. Anyway, how are you feeling today, Sarah? Good, I've been to the hairdressers and I've had my hair done. She's like, new hair don't care. (laughs) New hair don't care. (laughs) This is the first time I've been to a hairdresser in a couple of years, so I'm just loving it. She's looking good, she's flicking, she's full on loving life. Mm -hmm. I hope you're ready. Yeah. This topic area is part of A-level only. As we said last week, if you are an AS biology student and you're only going to be doing the first year of biology and you're just going to do the exams and leave it at that, then you don't need to listen any further. If you're going into year two, then you definitely need this, okay? If you're doing some of the course in some of the country, then you might need this. You will know better than me. Yeah. So the episode today is called glycolysis because that's the first stage of photosynthesis. But we will do a big recap on what we know so far what we've learnt so far that relates to respiration and then we'll sort of head into it and do it. We are looking today at respiration produces ATP. We are going to look at glycolysis as the first stage of anaerobic and aerobic respiration but we're only going to look at aerobic for the next few episodes. We will do a separate episode on anaerobic. It occurs in the cytoplasm and it is an anaerobic process. It doesn't involve oxygen. Glycolysis involves the following steps. Phosphorylation of glucose to glucose phosphate using ATP. Production of triose phosphate, oxidation of triose phosphate to pyruvate. The net gain of ATP and reduced NAD. So that will mean nothing to you so far, but by the yeah. in the next hour or so. Not, not that the episode will be an hour, but it usually <laughs> takes us a while. You'll be an expert. What do you know about respiration? So what do you remember about anything to do with respiration at all? The lungs and the heart. Yeah, so you you need oxygen. And energy. And making energy. Yes. Releasing energy, that is the key thing, releasing energy. So, yeah, it's about getting oxygen and glucose and going through various stages to ultimately release energy in the form of ATP Mm -hmm. molecules, okay? What you learn at GCSE, and that's what I just want to sort of quickly talk about, what you learn at GCSE is that there's two types of respiration, aerobic and anaerobic and you learn that aerobic involves oxygen with the glucose whereas anaerobic no oxygen just the glucose when you have to learn the word equation for respiration you learn that it's glucose plus oxygen that you make two waste products water and carbon dioxide and then you release lots and lots of energy in the form of atp molecules glucose comes from digestion of carbohydrates the oxygen is obviously something that you breathe in through your lungs. We have gone into a lot of detail about gas exchange in humans, so we know that. You make water and carbon dioxide, so water goes into the blood. It could become urine, 
or will stay in your blood depending on how much water there is in your body at the time. Carbon dioxide is taken to your lungs for expiration and the energy is important. So the energy that we make or we release, sorry, is for muscle contractions, for movement, it's for maintaining body temperature. So it is about making sure that we keep that core temperature of 37 degrees or so. It is about growth, so building large molecules from small molecules. And in plants, it is for the formation of amino acids. Actually, plants have to make their own amino acids because they don't eat protein, do they, like we do. Mm -hmm. So they have to make their own amino acids to make their own proteins and polypeptides. And we learn that aerobic takes place in the mitochondria. There's then a little bit of detail about what happens then when you exercise and you can't get enough oxygen to the muscles quick enough and you have to do anaerobic respiration. That's where there isn't enough oxygen, so you just start breaking down glucose and you make energy and you make a lot of energy, but you make it quicker, but not as much as you would with aerobic. And you also make this byproduct lactic acid and that's what causes fatigue in your muscles. It's quite a poisonous substance. So I need to get removed quickly. You need to get rid of it quickly. So when you stop exercising, you still breathe quite heavily, still breathe quite deeply and your heart rate's still quite high for a little while. And that's because you're trying to get oxygen to the muscles to oxidise the lactic acid to break it down into mm -hmm. carbon dioxide and water so that you could dispose of those things quite cleanly. And you if, if you're like that. a super fit person, does that happen quite quickly then? You recover fairly quickly when you're quite fit, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, we call that an oxygen debt. So the oxygen debt is how much lactic acid you need to remove. So how much oxygen you still need to get to yeah. your muscles to break down that lactic acid that's built up. So that's kind of what you learn at GCSE. And that is nothing near what you need to know at A-level. No, yeah. Okay? Like literally nowhere near it. I just want to do some little recaps of what we have done at AS. So what I want to do, and you can look at the resource at teachmescience.co.uk, but all I'm doing just to start with is just showing Sarah and reminding Sarah what a mitochondria looks like, because that is where... You got it in a badge the other day. I did, I saw yeah. it on the, on the, I did. On the channel. I, I treated myself to a little badge yeah. from a, a company called Science Scribbles. And, and it said, um, I've got the power. I've got the power. Yeah. I like that. Even though you say that. It's not, it's, the power not the power. <laughs> it's not the power that I've got. I've got a contradictory badge that says it is. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something about that. Anyway, I like the, the mitochondria. This is the mitochondria, and obviously, they're found in the cytoplasm of cells. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a really important organelle. In the production of ATP. The production of ATP, absolutely. So it's got a double membrane. Outer membrane, inner membrane. The inner membrane is folded into cristae, and then the matrix is like the fluid in between. Yeah. Okay. So we did this way back in cells, you know, first episode sort of thing. Oh, this is um, old school. Old school stuff, but it's important for now because we're actually going to be talking about how it makes that energy mm -hmm. instead of just saying, oh, it makes energy. Sorry, releases energy. Don't ever say makes energy or creates energy or produces energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Only ever say releases energy. Releases energy. Or produces ATP. So that's what your mitochondria looks like, okay? The first stage of respiration that we're going to be covering today doesn't happen in the mitochondria. It happens in the normal cytoplasm of the cell. But the product of it then goes into the mitochondria. So the next three episodes are all taking place inside It's all going to be really there. mitochondria heavy. Yeah. So everything 
that we do from sort of next episode onwards to do with actual stages of respiration take place somewhere within that organelle. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to just remind everybody and yourself about what a mitochondria is, what it looks like. So like the folds are to increase the surface area so that there's lots and lots of surface area for the little reactions to take place that need to take place on the quiz day, which is the last stage. And then I just want to also recap and this is important for people who haven't maybe listened to our ATP episode or haven't listened to it for a while. But you might want to stop and just go back and listen to the our episode on ATP just to remind yourself what it is, how it works, how it's made. Do What do you remember about ATP? I remember thinking that episode was really hard. Yeah. I remember it's energy. It's an energy molecule. It's ATP is adenosine triphosphate. So adenosine is the adenine. So it's an adenine molecule. And adenine is one of the bases in DNA. Adenosine, so ribose sugar. So it's an adenine bonded to a ribose sugar. Triphosphate, so bonded to three phosphate molecules. ATP is easily formed and the energy is stored easily within it. Okay, so ATP is easily reformed from ADP, so adenosine diphosphate, where it's just the two phosphates. And then what happens is the third phosphate in a condensation reaction bonds Yeah, I remember on, this. And all of the energy stored within that ATP molecule is in that bond. So the energy is stored as chemical energy in the terminal phosphate bond, which isn't very stable. If you wanted to look at the resource from the ATP episode, there is a nice diagram of just like adenosine, a ribose, three phosphates. It's that last bond, that last bond that stores all the energy. And that's how it's made. And ATP synthase is used to catalyse it. But when you're using an ATP molecule and using the energy in it, you have to break it back down. So it's ATP. It's a hydrolysis reaction, so we're adding water to remove that last phosphate and release the energy in that bond. And then that energy will be used, as we said, for muscle contraction, yeah. for movement, and you know, all that sort of stuff. So it would be ATP plus water, freeing one of the phosphates and making ADP. And then we'll use that energy within the cell in some way. Okay, and we talked about how oh, an ATP hydrolase is the enzyme that catalyzes it. We talked about the properties that ATP has, which makes it a really good energy molecule. And I'll list those now. So it can't leave the cell by itself. The energy that is needed for that cell can't be lost. It's just used within there. It's really good at releasing the phosphate to then phosphorylate another molecule. So phosphorylation is when a molecule becomes more reactive because it has a phosphate attached to it. So adding a phosphate to another molecule makes it more reactive. The ATP molecule easily releases its terminal phosphate and then that can react with something else. It's good at phosphorylation. It can be quickly remade. Attaching that last phosphate is simple and all the energy gets locked in. When you want to release the energy, that's quick. Add water, release that last phosphate, all that energy that you need in the body is, is there. It can be easily transported around the cell and it releases energy in small, manageable amounts. If you were to take an entire glucose molecule and release all the energy in that glucose molecule at once, you'd use some of it and then the rest would be wasted as heat energy. What's good about respiration 
is that it breaks down a glucose molecule and from that produces lots and lots of ATP molecules. And you can just use the individually ATP molecules instead of using a whole glucose molecule at once because it would be a waste of energy. I just want to introduce a couple of terms as well and then we're going to go straight into glycolysis. I know you won't have heard of this before, redox reactions. So I want to introduce the terminology okay. surrounding redox. So redox means... It's a shower gel, right? <laughs> it is. It's a beautiful shower gel. <laughs> it also can be used as a bath bubbles but you can just so relaxing yes yeah so yeah, yeah just turn off the pod go for a bath have a shower you're done yeah no i like redox, the eucalyptus one redox is reduction oxidation so they both happen at the same time usually when you're reducing something you're oxidizing something else okay so that's why they're together redox reactions reduction do you remember we've done this before but not in this detail do you remember we talked about oil rig no. No. Oil rig, oxidation is loss, reduction is gain. Have we ever done this before? No, I don't We've never done this before. I don't remember this at okay. all. Reduction means gaining electrons. So when a molecule gains electrons or gains hydrogen. And that's a reduction. That's it a reduction. It seems like the opposite. Well, loss of oxygen. Okay. So... If so they're molecule, gaining something, but they're losing oxygen. Yeah. Okay. If a molecule gains electrons or hydrogen or loses oxygen, then it is being reduced. It is undergoing reduction. The opposite of that is oxidation. Yeah. Gaining oxygen or losing electrons or hydrogen. Oil rig, oxidation is loss, reduction is gain. And then also, I just want to introduce the idea of coenzymes. Coenzymes are not enzymes. But they are a molecule that helps an enzyme to do its job by transferring a chemical group from one molecule to another. What you're going to notice as we learn about respiration is that coenzymes are going to come in and take hydrogen. And you're not going to really know why until we get to the end. So as we go through respiration stages, a molecule called NAD is going to be like, I'll have that hydrogen that's being lost. I'll have that hydrogen that's being lost. I'll have that hydrogen that's being lost. So what happens then is in the very, very, very last stage of respiration, all that NAD, so it's called NAD, just like steams in at the very last thing with all the hydrogen it's taken. And it's like, la la la, here's all the hydrogen that you need to make ATP. So when I talk about NAD, pretty much always going to be accepting hydrogen from the molecule that's currently going through this stage okay. of respiration at that point and it's going to be reduced with that hydrogen it's going to become reduced NAD and it is going to take it to the last stage but that's going to keep being a theme until we get to the very end and I say here it all is here's all this hydrogen and it's so important NAD by the way you don't need to know what it stands for there are other coenzymes as well so NAD FAD and coenzyme A, they are the three that you're going to hear about. Uh, so NAD, FAD and... Yeah, um, NAD, FAD and coenzyme. Coe. 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 And what's important is that you kind of get familiar with them as you go along and it becomes like a... Oh yeah, I get that. Yeah. In photosynthesis, there's a separate coenzyme called NADP. So, four stages of respiration. One, glycolysis. Two, link reaction. Three, Krebs cycle. It's, That's it's a familiar. Doozy. It's a doozy. 
And then finally, oxidative phosphorylation. Okay. One episode on each. Glycolysis, that's what we're going to focus on now. It occurs in the cytoplasm. Remember that, okay? It doesn't happen in the mitochondria, nowhere near it, just in the cytoplasm of a cell. The reason why it happens in the cytoplasm is because glucose, the molecule glucose, C6H12O6, it cannot enter the mitochondrial membrane by itself. It can't get in. It's too big. It's too big. So it can't get into the mitochondria. So this stage happens in the cytoplasm. Glycolysis, the term gly, so glycolysis, breaking down glucose. We have to break down the glucose into a substance that can then go into the membrane of the the mitochondria. There are two stages of breaking down the glucose. The first stage is phosphorylation. The glucose is phosphorylated. Do you remember what I just said that meant? No. No. So a phosphate is added to the glucose. Glucose plus one phosphate makes glucose phosphate. So all we've done is add a phosphate molecule to the glucose. Where did the phosphate come from? I don't know. From an ATP molecule. So the ATP has lost one of its phosphates, become ADP. So tri into di, three into two. And the phosphate has been added to the glucose and it becomes glucose phosphate. I mean, that's quite simple, isn't it? How come it just doesn't become an ATP again if you're just giving it Oh, back? but it will. It will reform. Next stage, it happens again. So an, a separate ATP molecule gives another phosphate and we just add another phosphate hexose again bifos. and it becomes hexose biphosphate. So again, it's really easy to understand the terminology once you can. Glucose is a six carbon molecule, C6H12O6. We've added a phosphate. It's still got six carbons. It's just got one phosphate that it didn't have before. Mm -hmm. And then when we add another phosphate with a separate ATP molecule, it becomes hexose bisphosphate or biphosphate. And it's still got six carbons. Still got six carbons. Hexose, six, a six carbon sugar. Biphosphate. What does bi mean? Two phosphate two phosphates so we're going through the stages so all we've done so far is take the glucose phosphorylate it we've added two phosphates to it one step and then another step the next stage is that we are now going to break down the hexose biphosphate into two lots of triose phosphate they just do that on their own yeah just break up guys (laughs) we've gone from just a six carbon sugar down to two threes. Down to two lots of three. And then what happens then is it becomes oxidated. So the So it gets oxygen and it loses. No, it doesn't give them get oxygen. Remember oxidation doesn't always have to involve oxygen. Oh. <clears throat> so it loses a hydrogen each. The hydrogen is picked up by the coenzyme NAD. Two NADs get reduced, become reduced NAD, NADH. It's losing two hydrogens. And that's it. Yeah. And and in the process of that, we make four ATP molecules. And the product of that, so when each triose phosphate loses a hydrogen, it becomes a molecule called pyruvate. And that is also three carbon. So triose bisphosphate, three carbons. Pyruvate, still three carbons. It just has lost a hydrogen. They've lost a hydrogen each. So we've reduced okay. the NAD. So you made four, four, ATPs, four ATPs. And then is that what's left over? So the products of glycolysis are...
stay with us. We'll be right back. A Little Bit de Todo is a podcast about a little bit of everything for curious minds of all ages. I'm Christina, and you can tune in every weekday to learn about things like Cinco de Mayo, Chihuahuas, and volcanoes in Latin America. Episodes are bite-sized, 10 minutes long or less, and always Latin American related. Subscribe and follow A Little Bit de Todo podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Two, four ATPs. And two pyruvates. Two pyruvates and two reduced NADs. What's important is that we remember that we used two ATPs to start with. So the net production of ATP is only two. So we made four, but we already used two. What's the point? What's the point in this whole process if you're just going to have two in the end and you started with two? Because this is just the first stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a lot more to come. And we need the nads and the pyruvase. We do. <laughs> we need the nads. We need the pyruvate. Because remember, it's the pyruvate that can now enter the mitochondrial membrane. Oh, okay. So let's just review our products again. We've made two reduced two NAD. Remember where the H's came from to reduce those NADs, triosphosphate. So each triosphosphate loses one hydrogen, two NADs, take those hydrogens, one each, and get reduced. So yeah. it's reduced NAD. We've made two pyruvates. So two and pyruvates. four ATPs. Four ATPs, but net two ATPs, two ATPs. because we used one yeah. already. So respiration is about making ATP. So far, we've made two. That can be used for energy in the body. We're going to focus a little bit in a separate episode about anaerobic respiration. This is basically the only part of respiration that can happen because it's the only part that doesn't happen in the mitochondria. So you can see how like, little ATP it makes, but it makes it quick. So, so far, two, that can be used for oxygen. The pyruvate is going to go into the matrix of the mitochondria for the link reaction, which is the next stage. And the reduced NADs are going to go to the last stage. Remember I said the heroes. La, 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 here's the hydrogens. Yeah. Okay. That's it. You know, that's the new information. Oh, you? is that all the new information? Okay. So that's glycolysis. Okay. Question one. During respiration, where exactly in a cell does glycolysis occur? One mark. The cytoplasm? Yes, well done. <laughs> Excellent. ATP is useful in many biological processes. Explain why for four marks. So what makes ATP such a good molecule for energy? Is it to do with it breaking up? Yeah, so it can be broken down in one easy step. Um, uh, it's a single bond being broken to release all that energy, so that terminal phosphate. Yeah, yeah that's one mark. So instead of breaking down a one big glucose molecule... We're only going to be releasing what? Little bits. Little bits of small, manageable yeah. amounts of energy released at once. What happens that phosphate that gets released when it's broken down? It's used for something else. It can be used. So it phosphorylates other molecules yeah. like glucose in the glycolysis process, makes it more reactive. So phosphorylation, it can add phosphates to other molecules, making them more reactive. And then the other one was that it can be easily reformed. So just in the sense yeah. that it can be easily broken down, it can also be easily reformed. This now is I'm going to say four statements about glycolysis and I want you to tell me if it's true or false. Okay. Okay. NAD is reduced. Yeah. NADP is reduced. I don't think that's there. That's not there. That's not part of it. Good. ATP is produced. Yeah. ATP is required. Yeah? Also, yes, because yeah, the first thing it, we do is yeah. use two. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Glycolysis is the first of four stages of aerobic respiration, takes place in the cytoplasm. Glucose, which is a hexose or six carbon sugar, is firstly phosphorylated into glucose phosphate by the addition of a phosphate molecule. This is provided by a molecule of ATP. This is then repeated, resulting in hexose biphosphate. The hexose biphosphate is then split into two carbon, two, three carbon molecules called triose phosphate. The next step involves the oxidation of triose phosphate whereby hydrogen is removed from each and transferred to two coenzyme molecules called NAD to form reduced NAD. Each triose phosphate is now converted to a molecule of pyruvate which is also a three carbon molecule. Two molecules of ATP are formed for each pyruvate made. The products of glycolysis are therefore two molecules of ATP, four altogether, but two were used to phosphorylate glucose, two molecules of reduced NAD and two molecules of pyruvate. The ATP is used for energy. The pyruvate moves on to stage two of respiration called the link reaction and the reduced NAD is used in the final stage called oxidative phosphorylation. Done. Got any takeaways? Glycolysis makes two ATPs. It makes four, but actually it's two. Yeah. Two pyruvates. And there's two reduced NADs. <laughs> <laughs> and NADs always take the hydrogen. What do they take? Hydrogen. They always take the hydrogen. And they get reduced. And they get reduced. And a hexose biphosphate splits up and makes two triose phosphates. Yeah. Amazing. They're my three takeaways. Her new hairs give her new power of understanding <laughs> complex biology. <laughs> it's very good. Very good. Right, I've got a wider reading book here. Oh. A new one for August and for our new year and for our new topic area. I have got a book called Mitochondria and the Future of Medicine. It has a little subheading key to understanding disease chronic illness aging and life itself and it is by an author called lee no so that's lee no 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 which is k-n-o-w it's really good it's a really good book i've listened to it on audible it is complex because it's obviously going to talk about respiration but what can then go wrong when the mitochondria is not working properly and it leads to disease and that sort of thing so that is my recommendation for august of this year and I haven't got the contact us again. Right, I'm just going to have to wing it. <laughs> if you'd like to contact us, we have a website, teachmescience.co.uk. And on there you can find all of our wider reading from the past and all of the resources. So the resources is probably what you're going to go on there for. And that's It'll on the, the resources, resources page. To to the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So on, that's on the Google Drive and it's got all of our resources on there. All of them, which is great. We also have an email address. You can email me. So recently you've been getting a lot of spam emails. So have I've we? disconnected it from my phone because it got annoying. But I'm still looking. Like Tesco. I've won an award at Tesco. Like why? Just just rubbish. So I've disconnected it because it got annoying. But I'm still checking. So teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. And then we've also got Twitter at teachmebiocast. And yeah. on Instagram, we are at Teach Me Biology yeah, Cast. Teach Me Biocast. Yeah. 
and I will. Oh, we've got 968 followers. I was going to say something, and now I forgot. Oh, yeah, you can also support us, and that is buymeacoffee.com slash teachmebiology. You can buy us a tea, and it costs three pounds. Buy us a tea. We basically started that as part of our... We've been doing this a year. We've got a whole course, basically, of material there yeah. um, for the AS Biology. And as an independent podcast, we pay for everything ourselves. So if you wanted to say a little thanks for us providing that knowledge and information and giving you that resource, then you could buy us a tea as a thank you. And yeah. we would appreciate that. And that tea immensely. we will share. So I'll take a sip and then she'll take a sip and then I'll... <laughs> that's how it's going to work. Yeah, Much appreciated. <laughs> much, much appreciated. And that is how to get in contact with us. And we love little messages just about people just saying like, hi, I'm, you know, from such and such and this is the course I'm doing. And we just love to know the origins of yeah. our listeners. Uh, how did you find us? And if you've got any great revision, any great classwork you've been doing in your lessons that you just want to show off, we'll show it off for you. And any kind of interaction, really, that's nice. Yeah. We don't mind. Was that the bell? Yes, that was the bell. Yeah. God, I can't believe there's still a bell during the summer holidays. Do you feel like um, seasoned podcaster now? Do you feel like... Not at all. Old hat? No. No, Not me, no. (laughs) Not at all. Every single time I put an episode out, I'm thinking, God, I hope that's gone well. (laughs) Do do you know what, though? Do you know what one thing? I don't mind the sound of my own voice now. Oh, no. I I like forgot to be worried about that after like half an episode. People hate their sound of their own voice on recordings. I'm just like, do a podcast, you'll get over that very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Because you have to talk. Otherwise, it wouldn't be much of a podcast. That door keeps slamming and dogs keep barking, if anyone can hear that. Apologies. So that was the first stage of respiration. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed at the beginning when we were going over the stuff that we'd done in the past because I couldn't remember any of it. And then I was thinking, OK, I'm sort of getting it. I get it. I hope it doesn't. If it's going to be like really relevant to the content, I'm going to forget stuff and then it's just not going to work. But it was fine. Yeah, it was, it was good. In the end. Yeah. You did well and you did really well. Probably the best thing to do is to listen to the ATP episode. First yeah, and, okay. And well, you could have said that. I said it at the beginning. <laughs> I didn't tell you. Um, Anything else? I don't think so. No, okay. My name is Sarah Matthews. And I'm Rhea Corbett. This has been Teach Me Biology. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.